0: Well, folks, welcome to one politics, and right Bertol is your host. Thank you it's so kind for of being a part of the show. Welcome to the show, El Senor AVQ, Michael Redden. How are my peeps doing? And who do I have here, El Senor Daniel J. Cohen, Presidente of Indivisible Houston. How are you doing, my brother? You should call in. In fact, you should call in now. I haven't spoken to you in a while. 281-823-7747. Again, that is 7, 7, 4, 7. How is everybody doing? We're going to have a great, great show for you today. Let me pull up my daily course. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when
1: Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at microsoft.com slash AI for all.
0: I actually printed it on Daily Kos already, but I want you to know today's subject is titled Morning Joe delivers Stinging Admonition. Dr. Jason Johnson on Tuberville, Dr. Jason Johnson on Republicans voting against your own interests. Of course, the great big story is really the story in Ohio. You know what it shows me? It shows me that when progressives want to get things done, they actually get it done. I mean, Ohio is something that uh, that we should all be proud of. In fact, let me throw that baby on the screen right now because here is how it is interpreted. Here's how they said it. On, uh, Let's get that on the screen and let me get it on this little screen here. Ohio voters reject GOP power grabbed aimed at thwarting abortion rights amendment. Issue one was bl- a blatant attempt, uh, attempt to uh, bite supporters to control both the policy agenda and the process of direct democracy, said one campaigner. It is the same, same, same reason we need to make sure that we go ahead and get rid of what again? Get rid of the filibuster and, and all these constitutional uh, what do I call them? Constitutional aberrations that are against democracy. Two senators per state. All these things need to be corrected. Otherwise, we will continue to have great big landowners, the plutocracy with the power over the people. Anyway, according to Common Dreams, Ohio voters on Tuesday decisively rejected a Republican altered measure that would have made it more difficult to amend the state constitution through the ballot Initiative process, a billionaire-funded effort aimed at preempting a November vote on abortion rights. You see what they did? They had earlier on, they said there will never be any more uh, elections uh, that are scheduled for uh, August. But then progressives in Ohio, they were able to get all the signatures necessary to get a constitutional amendment. When you check the polls, at least 57% of ohioans don't they want to codify abortions in their constitution the woman's legal right to an abortion in the constitution but these republicans are in, in ohio said you know what an already gerrymandered ohio which sends a lot more representatives to the to the house of representatives that is nowhere close to the representation of the state called, done by gerrymandering of course so, they decided they were going to allow people to vote on a simple majority vote to remove rights for the, from them. in other words, they wanted people to vote to take away their right to change the constitution and a majority vote, and they were going to use a majority vote to get that into action. You'd think that they would say to make an action like that, you need a Supermajority vote, since that's what they're saying. For certain constitutional amendments, you want a supermajority vote. But that's not what they said. They decided that that is how they were going to do it. That is what they wanted. Well, it was summarily defeated. And it wasn't just defeated. It was defeated by 14 points. In this polarized country, 14 points is beyond a landslide. All right. If approved by voters, a measure known as Issue 1 would have raised the threshold of passage of a constitutional amendment from a simple majority to 60 percent. The measure also would have imposed more stringent signature requirements for Ohio ballot initiatives. The GOP proposal, which was the only item on the ballot in Tuesday's special election, failed by a vote of fifty-three I mean, 43 to 57, a 14-point spread. Issue one was a blatant attempt by its supporters to control both the policy agenda and the process of democracy, of direct democracy, said Rachel Bells, the CEO of Ohio Citizens Action, one of the groups that mobilized in opposition to the proposal. When they forced issue number one onto the ballot, they awakened a sleeping giant and unleashed a movement. And that movement isn't going away tomorrow. It will continue to build and grow to carry us through the victories in November the one for the uh, abortion vote in November, and likely the one that's going to make sure that Donald Trump does not become president of the United States again in 2024. So, oh, yes, that started. Okay, Eric Hayes says, S&P Global, one of the world's largest uh, raters of corporate debt, announced it will no longer incorporate corporate environmental, social, and governance scores in its debt ratings after facing monumental scrutiny from uh, uh, over the practice, including political bias. The credit rating agencies ditch its monitoring and rating of companies according to their ESG efforts since 2021. I mean, it's a foolish thing, right, for them to have done that. But who cares, you know? Uh, it, it, look, if, if we get our way, capitalism as we know it will cease to exist in a few years. Because, again, it is an unsustainable, as it is practiced right now, it is unsustainable and it is killing people. You know, it, It's funny. Because I was hearing a story today about a family right here in Kingwood, and uh, it was like, you know, this family has a one-bedroom apartment, and the grandmother, the mother, and the granddaughter, and the kids, and the husband all live in a one-bedroom uh, apartment, right? Right. And I started to think about it, right, about how things are changing around the country and how people are having to double up, share homes, share cars, share things. And I'm talking about those that are right under the middle class right now because the extractive nature of our economic system are forcing people, again, these guys want their profits at all costs. They want growth rates that are larger than the growth rates of the economy proper. So, as an example, these guys in the stock market they expect their growth rate to be seven percent or so. That that, that the, the, the average overall average of the stock market over time, seven percent or so. But the, the growth in the economy has been on the average two to three percent. So, therefore, you are saying that the the stock class the capitalist class in our country they have been growing at 7%. Everybody else have been stagnating at in in their wages stagnating but in wealth growing at a lesser percentage which means these guys the the wealthy few are absorbing the wealth of everybody else. It's not sustainable it's sim- it's a basic basic simple Math, and I wrote it. I wrote about that in my book, How to Make America Utopia. We got to take away the economy from those who rigged it. You should check out that book, How to Make America Utopia. I wrote that book last year. It is so important. It, it is so important for us to understand the pilfer that is occurring. When you see uh, people, you know, people make adjustments. As things get more expensive, they double up they people now live together they get smaller places uh, all these things they have to do so that a few people can enrich themselves on your wealth your money your work your worth so uh you can you can rejoice in what you just wrote dear my brother eric about these companies that are that are these investments that are trying to look for companies that are being socially responsible environmentally responsible what I call a morally based company as opposed to an immoral capitalist scourge of the earth? Or you can actually say, let me start to think about uh, if you're a Christian, what would Jesus do? It's amazing how evangelicals have become the new worshipers of a satanic cult. It's amazing. All right, let's see. Eric K says Eric, electric vehicle company backed by administration goes bankrupt, so goes life in. Uh, really? Now, compare how many government-infused companies have gone bankrupt compared to regular private companies. you you learn a lesson. Don't just repeat stuff. Try to do a little bit of investigative reporting before you talk nonsense, my dear brother. All right, uh, let's see what else we got here. Egberto, I have to wonder how young people voted for the Ohio Amendment. You should all worry about that. And it, it, it that is called... Indoctrination on a Friveled Mind. All right. Carl Cox says, Eric Hayes, you are right about ignorance of conservative voters. Uh, Bridge MCP says, hey, y'all. Yep. Working on tractor again. LOL. You need a hey, wait, breach. If you're on a tractor, please send me a picture. Do a selfie with the tractor. I want to show everybody that our girl, she's doing her stuff, man, all the time, doing her stuff. So go ahead and take that picture on that tractor and I'll put it up on the screen Our people to see, okay. Uh, we are going to do all of that. All right, let's see what else we got. Let's see what else we got. Eric K says, Egberto, do you have room to rent? The reality of the matter is, yeah, I have room to rent, but it's amazing, right? Because our uh, our what is it called? Our association, when my wife decided that she wanted to create uh, use us for a not not bed and breakfast, what is it called? Um, uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about, that thing where you go ahead and um, you can put put your home out and people can come and stay in a room or two of your home. Uh, we did that for a while and somebody in the neighborhood figured it out. I think they found it on the list somewhere and they gave us a, a, a notice. You must stop that now. I think it was ridiculous. But hey, what can I say? Lee Grant says we are a constitutional republic with checks and balances of power. Not a democracy, pure democracy equal mob rule. That is what they want to teach you, Lee Grant. That is what they tell you, Lee Grant. We have protection against mob rule. It's called the, the it's called the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights protects your individual freedoms, but everything else should be up to democracy. Don't let them fool you about uh, a mob rule. What they mean is corporate dominance. What they mean is. If we don't have a true democracy, we can't force corporations who can amass wealth, your wealth, we can't, we can't take it away from what, we can't take away what they've stolen. But no, if we have a democracy with a strong bill of rights, we can maintain a democracy. Don't be fooled by the rhetoric of the right. The rhetoric of the right about mob rule doesn't have anything to do with mob rule. It has everything to do with corporate control. You see, democracy prevents corporations from being the actual government. Democracy is we the people. The republic is the corporation because you don't have a democracy, can have an inordinate influence on your society, which is what we have today. Erica says, "Alberto, not all investors would like to have investments. Uh, not just your bad brokers. Pensioners rely on the market. So do your progressive. Uh, that 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 answer makes no sense whatsoever. Love you, brother, but Chip, it's nonsense." Michael Rudman says, Lee Grant, a constitutional republic is a form of democracy. This is an oft repeated right wing talking point that shows how much you and they, those who repeat it uh, don't understand basic civics. And again, when we stopped teaching civics in, in, in high school, we, did a, we, we created a country that was so mentally limited in their rights. They don't understand that democracy plus Bill of Rights does not equal, I mean,
2: That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D.
0: A bill of rights is the perfect instantiation of the freedom of people. Eric Hayes has nothing to do with the—let's so, uh, let's go to a re- another one. Uh, Evangelical or satanic cult? That's crazy. I said the evangelicals who follow Donald Trump, in effect, are following a satanic cult. And that is verifiable and quantifiable. Bridge MCP says, ride on more, not a real big tractor. That's okay. I want to see you on a mower, uh, Bridge MCP. Get that selfie, Bridge. I want that selfie. Eric Hayes says Carl has no bearing on financial literacy, but I do. Okay, I do. And what I say is pretty darn accurate. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Melanie, I met. I met a young man who wants to do some, some stuff on my uh, social media stuff that is in Barcelona, Spain. And we may work together, we may not. You'll we'll see if we can work together, we'll see. But he's from Barcelona, Spain, and I told him about you. Michael Rodden says, uh, let's see. Our Eric K says, you can rent rooms through. There is a half house in Summerwood, and guess what? Plenty of people getting arrested daily in a nice neighborhood. Yeah, I bet, I bet they stay around there and do that, because, oh, that, that is going to be the safest place in Kingwood. Don't forget that a robber got killed in Kingwood about three or four days ago. Robert Davenport is in the house and he says, Greeting progressives, to which I say, Greetings, Mr. Davenport. And by the way, anybody else that's listening, whether on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or whatever, drop me a line so I can call you out and welcome you to the show. Lee Grant says, Strong Bill of Rights, including the Second Amendment. Absolutely so. I disagree with the Second Amendment, but until we go ahead and find a way to get rid of it using the Extraordinary powers to do so. It remains, but it as Alito, not Alito, but as uh, 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 the 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 guy who died. Uh, and Antonin Scalia said, "We have the right to modify uh, how, how you handle guns." Second, the Second Amendment does not prevent that. The, the 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 NRA would want you to believe that it's not so. All right, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Paul Fleming is in the house from. Atlanta, Georgia, welcome to you, Paul. So we are represented from all over the country. We've got Texas, we've got New York, we've got uh, Barcelona, Spain, we've got California, we've got Northern Ireland. In the Northern Ireland, they used to a house swap. Once your house is too big, kids are gone, you swap with a young family since everyone is rented. Makes a lot of sense to me. Anyway, the first video of the day today that we're going to have is, Morning Joe. I've been so proud of Morning Joe over the last few years. Morning Joe is a bona fide conservative, but he's an honest conservative. And not only that, he has a heart. He understands the failure of the Republican Party so much so that he left the Republican Party. And today he gave a, a perfect admonition to which I said, I must play this for you all today because it was so well done. I want you to check it out and then we'll take it, and El otro lado will take it on the other side. And don't forget folks, you can always call it on 281-823-7747, 281-823-7747. But let's go ahead and listen to brother Joe Scarborough. It wasn't about actually having a system that
1: works, a process that works. They knew the Supreme Court was going to overturn it. It was about creating the delay, creating the chaos, and if riots happened, as they said, that's why we have the army. That's why we have the Insurrection Act. Then we can use the Insurrection Act, get the army in the street, put down the riots from people whose votes have been stolen, and then Trump can can declare martial law, which is basically what they're talking about doing. And, yeah, this is what Russia, Wall Street Journal editorial page, This is what Russia was trying to do in 2016. This is what Russia admitted they were trying to do in 2016. This is what the head of the Wagner group bragged about, saying, do you remember how successful our campaign was in America in 2016? Hmm. I mean, come on, Russian hoax. You shame yourself every day. You shame yourself every day if you don't see a linkage here. Right. If you don't see the linkage of the Russians trying to sow confusion and then Donald Trump on his own, learning from people that he's always admired on his own to just create a process that will sow confusion, that's illegal, that will sow delay. And if he's lucky will create riots in the streets and they can use the Insurrection Act to declare martial law. And you call it free speech. I call it un-American, and guess what? Most Americans agree with me and not you. You're disgusting. You're absolutely disgusting if you're going to forgive this type of behavior. And I say that to the Republican establishment that's been going, oh, you know, there's two standards of justice here. Hunter Biden's laptop, Hunter Biden. And over here, we're talking about an illegal scheme. To overthrow an election? To get riots in the streets so Donald Trump can declare martial law? And you're saying there's some sort of legal equivalency? There's some sort of moral equivalency? That's grotesque. And what's so sad for you is you know it's grotesque. The entire Republican establishment knows it's gross. You've got a guy trying to steal an election— and you've got a prosecutor that's trying to bring him to justice. Mm-hmm. And if this guy were a Democrat, you'd already have him locked up. Jack Smith's trying to bring this guy to justice. And what do you do? You sit back silently. You talk about O2 standards of justice. And then you're silent as Donald Trump threatens a federal prosecutor, an officer of the United States court system saying, I'm coming after you. Silence. Yeah. And you wonder why well, you keep losing elections. Mm. It's not going to stop. You're going to keep losing. You're on the wrong side of history. You know who's on the right side of history? Mm. People that support American democracy. You know, Warren Buffett said it after September the 15th. If you bet against the United States of America, you lose. You lose. And you all have been betting for a guy that's been talking about terminating the Constitution of the United States, that's tried to overthrow a presidential election, that worked as hard as to undermine Americans' confidence in American democracy, in the American democratic process. And you're still standing behind him and then said, come to Washington. It will be wild and encouraged these riots with his speech on January the 6th and sat back and did nothing for three hours while his children, while his lawyers, while his campaign people, while everybody he knew begged him to stop the riots. His response? Well, maybe Mike Pence. Deserves to be lynched. <laughs> and you're still supporting him because you say to oh, there's two. I mean, under Biden, weaponization. Under Biden, weaponization. You say those words and you think actually that provides you absolution. No, no, that will provide you no absolution in history books. No absolution at all. And it's going to get you routed at the ballot box again.
3: What's sad is they know better. They actually well, they know better. In real know. No, A lot
0: of these better. guys know better. Yes, the leaders know better. The reason I forgive many of the people in the pew is because they're just following the people that they trust. They should know better. The reason why I wanted this piece out is while this piece will not, uh, a, a lot of progressives would look at this as happy talk or, or whatever, there are still a few Republicans that this guy, uh, Joe Scarborough, uh, they they really have a lot of faith in in some of these guys like Joe Scarborough. And if he says certain things, it has more weight than if it is said by a Michael Rodman or Egberto or, 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 or whatever like that. So I think that's an important thing to have shown. All right. Uh, it is funny. By the way, Robert Davenport, you nailed it. You nailed it. American democracy, the right side of history. Indeed, brother Davenport. Uh, Carl Cox says conservatives are against democracy. Trump is their leader, savior. They, they worship Trump. That is what's happening with the MAGA Republicans, MAGA conservatives. There are a lot of conservatives out there. They're not, loud, they're not loud enough, but they're out there. All right. Uh Bridge MCP wants me to put this on the screen. Whatever Bridge asks, she gets. So there you go, Bridge MCP. If you go after me, I'm coming after you, so says Trump. Driving in his little car like a little baby. Like a little baby. Uh, Bruce Pollard says, hey, welcome, Bruce. How are you doing, my brother? Uh, I I miss both you and uh, brother Robert Davenport earlier today, but now my two brothers are in the house as well. Uh, Bruce Pollard says, justice should be limited to the election system. Make it foolproof and get everyone to vote. Stop with the bad mouthing and raising of voices. Free spec. Is uh is preserved by free, secure, and fair elections. If you saw my program, I think it was two days ago, with the vote from home, she has the policy. But right now we have the, the words of wor- the war of words with uh with with the right attempting to dominate. And here's the problem. Uh there's a there's a part of there's some in this country where if they keep hearing the same thing over and over and over again. They tend to believe it. And that is why we must match word for word twice as much the the, the the rebuttal to the lies of the right. Bruce also says we don't need the media to talk that way. Ohio proves my point. No, no, no. Ohio occurred because of the media taking the right side for change. Ohio occurred because of all those groups that were out there. If you take a look at what a lot of the independent media was doing out there in Ohio, it was making sure, it, it was doing some of the stuff that we talk about here, equating what these guys were doing with fascism. Those are the things that got those people out. A lot of those people never vote. They were forced to vote because they they saw the urgency. If we had just sit back and just done nothing, if you were in Ohio, if you were in Ohio to see what things looked like, there the pressure campaign that was on. There were some ads in there. There were some ads on uh, on some of the internet shows that actually had the government going into the bedroom, right? In other words, uh, the the man and the woman were in there doing their thing, and they have the Republican watching. I mean, they, it was very graphic, Senor. The ads, etc., in Ohio were graphic. It wasn't a soft thing that says progressives just told the truth and uh, the people just showed up and voted. No, that's not what happened in Ohio. Ohio, for a change, progressives got loud. For a change, they fought. Normally, it's the right that's fighting. And that's what I talk about sometimes, brother uh, Bruce, about centrism and, and saying, let's get along. One of the issues I had, at the latter stages of the coffee party, it's for a long time they were trying to get me to mod- uh, modify the narrative. My narrative was always pleasant with everybody, always talking to people with respect, but not backing down or fearing, uh, fearing to give the truth, the narrative. And some of the people that, because they were they were donors from the right, etc., I was like, "Do you really have to say that? Do you really have to say it that way?" It was always trying to coax. It was always coaxing to protect the feelings of not the right wing, but those who had affinity for the right wing. And if you want to know what that does is that is what gave us Donald Trump. Right. Uh, Anyhow, Lee Grant says the Alabama dock scuffle is still trending, but it looked like the dock rent a cop was trying to untie the boat and let it float down the river. Bad move. You know what, what I find very funny? How many people are trying to uh, are trying to create a defense for those thugs who attacked that guy and 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 it, you surprised me by brother Lee Grant stop trying to protect these thugs that ganged up on this guy who was doing his job? They illegally parked that pontoon boat. There were people on that uh, on, on the on a ship waiting to be docked. Because of a selfish group that decide that their egos or whatever couldn't be. Stop trying to justify the animalistic behavior of the four thugs that attacked the guy. That's not how many would have spoke if things were otherwise. So let's get real. When people do bad things, call them out for the bad things that they do. Bridge MCP says he wasn't a -a rent-a-cop. He works for the company. The white drunk guys wouldn't listen, then attacked him. He was just doing his job. He didn't try to untie the boat. I mean, there, there are a lot of these people on, on, on TikTok that are also trying to say, well, two wrongs don't make a right. And, you know, they were trying to change the argument. And that is what the problem is in this country. So it's a, it's a reason police officers feel it's OK to shoot somebody like me mm. because they know there would be no repercussions because somebody... Is going to try to create, there must be some reason why he shot Egberto. Yeah, there's a reason. My Hugh, I run from cops. I don't know if you remember, Bruce, you and I were driving someplace one time and there was a cop next to the car. You and I were driving to KPFT one afternoon. I This stuff is plastered in my mind. It probably meant nothing to you, but it meant everything to me. We were driving in the car, going to KPFT. We are stopped at the light at the Pierce elevated, and there is uh, and, and there is a, a police officer uh, on a motorbike next to us, and you are having pleasantries waving at him, etc, and I'm straight as an arrow. and I, I think that's when I, I think I turned around and told you, "You felt comfortable doing that, didn't you? And for me, it's nothing more than my heart in my throat. If a cop is within a hundred feet of me, it's a sad shame, but it's the truth. And the reason why is that is a, is a truth as well is when I look at, at, at Lee Grant, my friend Lee Grant looks at that incident in, in Alabama and he just can't just picture it as four, four drunk thugs, four drunk white thugs beating up this black guy, he couldn't just look at it for what it is. He had to rationalize it because those people just don't behave that way. That is something like how the other, the other people behave. No, humans are humans. And given the same circumstances, they behave the same. But guys, some people have more rights than others in the eyes of cops, etc., in the eyes of our everyday people. Brother Grant, no, they are thugs. Who attacked a guy, nothing more, nothing less. Anything else that you are presupposing, uh, you should, I have never heard you presuppose on a guy who got killed by a cop. In fact, when he got killed by the cop, I've heard you say, oh, there must be a reason why the cop shot him. Daniel J. Cohen says, if you don't want your boat to float away, don't park it illegally on private property and don't attack employees who enforce the rules. Hey, Daniel. Haven't spoken you to you in a while. Why don't you call in? 281-823-7747. 281-823-7747. Eric case says, Egberto, none of the crap should be tolerated, even the stealing in stores that is tolerated. It is all, of course it's bad. I, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying let's call Alabama for what Alabama was. Four thugs attacked the guy. Nothing more, nothing less. All right, Michael Rodney says, Atlanta Black Star, site of Alabama Riverfront brawl, has a dark racist history. Some see the, uh, the melee as a full circle moment. Downtown Montgomery used to be a site of the domestic slavery trade in the state, and enslaved people were transported in Alabama River and unloaded on the dock. Amazing, right? Amazing. Amazing. Hey, Daniel Cohen, how are you doing, my brother? How are you doing, my brother, from another mother? I haven't heard from you in a while.
2: I haven't spoken to you in a while and of course I'm doing well because I'm talking to my friend at Gerto Willis and I'm, uh, I'm recovering from COVID my friend, everybody mask up out there. This variant is no joke. Oh, so did you, when did you get COVID? Uh, about a week and a half ago or so, you know, it's, uh, it's, those first few days are a little bit rough, but I gotta say, uh, I'm grateful for the, uh, the medical community and all the progress that they've made in all of this over the last few years. And I'm grateful that, uh, we all had the opportunity to get vaxxed uh, because very clear discrepancy in numbers uh, when it comes to per capita problems related to COVID-19. And I'm, I'm a fortunate person. I'm fortunate to live in a world where I have access to uh, that kind of medicine, as messed up as a the as healthcare system is. Uh, I still can feel gratitude about uh, about my own personal circumstances and, uh, and being able to deal with it. But, uh, but I'm doing great. That's that's not not what uh, I called in to uh, to talk to you a little bit about. But uh, but I well, did want I, I to give up a shout a out out there. So. I, I
0: I want you to talk about what you want to talk about. But I, I am a. This is not for personal reasons. Um. Uh. What did? How did you solve your COVID? By the way, you're all vaxxed up with all the uh, with all the boosters, right?
2: I am yes, and uh, and I and Paxlovid now as well as, uh, is is available uh, or was available to me, and that was. That was oh, so you lush. did
0: do, That's what I. That was my next question. If you if you got the Paxlovid uh, and and all that good stuff, and, and you said you, you just had three bad days.
2: I did. I had three. Well, I had three bad days. But I'll tell you, there's lingering effects of uh, fatigue, and I'm hearing this. Uh, this is, of course, anecdotal, and and we'll never know until the the data piles up. But uh, but lately, I the, what I've heard, at least from folks who are vaxxed, is usually a few bad days, and then uh, some amount of fatigue for uh, you know, one to say three weeks, from what I've heard. Okay. But we'll we'll see. I mean, I don't. You know, again, we, we got to wait for the data to roll in before we really know. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad you're doing fine, my brother. I'm glad you're doing fine. And I, I'm gonna have to talk to my wife about masking up with because you know, she does the bus uh the bus driving thing. So um she gotta do that. But anyway, talk to me. What's going on?
2: Uh well I just wanna, you know, I wanted to put it on the radar if people uh in case they're not paying attention, I think the most undercovered story maybe in the whole country right now is still right here in Harris County because there are court cases uh that are moving through the system right now in an attempt to uh, overthrow our elections from 2022. Uh, in particular, there are several judicial races that are, uh, that are currently being litigated. Um, again, as well as the, uh, the potential for the county judge race, uh, to either get overturned or for the election to be run right, rerun right now. And, uh, I think it's a shame. Um, you know, for, there was, there was discussion in the comments earlier. I saw people just, uh, with the tired old talking point about what is or is not a democracy as if, there's any country on the face of the planet that is taking votes uh, as a collective nation as to what people should eat for dinner or something like that. Every single democracy in the world is a representative democracy uh, and is therefore for, by extension, a constitutional republic. It just seems to me that our right to vote in Harris County uh, is or there's at least an attempt to squelch it. Uh, from the Texas state government, a government the size of France, wants to twist the arm of a city of four million people or a county of four million people uh, and force us to uh, accept people who are not elected here, to, to ram these people down our throats. And uh, I think it's a shame. I think that uh, it's very obvious that there is an outright assault on the right of people to choose their own elected officials, which is what democracy truly is. And uh, I wish that there was more news about it, to tell you the truth.
0: Well, look, I appreciate that you you are forcing me to carry this, but within your voice, uh, what's occurring here in Harris County? So uh, this is going to be replayed, replayed, and replayed. So people are going to uh, hear this now. In addition to uh, that that race, in addition to what they're doing with these races, there are other issues here in Harris County, or specifically the city of Houston. Food not bombs just won in court because the officers didn't show up, and our our uh, city is having the nerve to refile on all these people that were ticketed as they're feeding the hungry in this country, as a in this in this city, as opposed to doing the right thing. So it's great that you came on here and reminded us that we need to cover all politics, including local politics, folks. Uh, uh, Daniel J. Cohen is the president of Indivisible Houston, an organization that is that continues to do great work out here in Houston. How is that going? Or what are your plans for this next election cycle? What are we doing to ensure that the progressive base is mobilized to bring more progressives both in the primaries and in the actual election?
2: Well, getting the word out here about, um, you know, what I would say, two words, home rule. So for years, we've had folks who have told us that local government and, uh, the, the right of individuals should supersede super governments who put their thumbs on them. And then we turn around and what's going on in our own hometown? Well, the state of Texas has not only taken over schools in the, lo- one of the largest school districts in the country, but has turned the libraries into prisons, uh, has installed uncertified teachers, has, uh, begun to, to defund, uh, key programs inside of our communities, has, uh, begun to charterize and privatize those institutions and, Perhaps worst of all, uh, installed a board of managers that includes not only lobbyists from real estate from standardized test industry, uh, the standardized test industry, uh, but also managed to put someone on that board of managers who was actually defeated by one of the previous trustees who she replaced now if that's not overturning democracy and overturning the will of the people with a, a super government i don 't know. What is? But maybe even worse than that, we can't reach any of these people because they've left social media. They don't show up and answer in meetings. And the installed czar uh, VC superintendent, who has been selected, handpicked by Greg Abbott's flunky over at the PEA to run HISD, stretches out his speeches and re- refuses to answer more than a handful of questions at town halls. So there's absolutely no representation for people here in the local community. Plus, at the legislature, they've overruled the rights and opportunities for us to regulate and self regulate anything at the local level. So, we've had this story that you might have heard uh, about whether or not cities can implement uh, breaks for construction workers so yes, uh, that they can get water yes. in the heat of the day. It's, it's been overturned by the state of Texas. So, we don't have the right to guarantee those breaks. Instead, we have whatever the bare minimum of state Texas law Uh, guarantees. And of course, the bare minimum guaranteed by state Texas law is anti-worker and uh, anti-representation of the masses because the state legislature uh, is run by Greg Abbott, essentially. So Houston doesn't get any any of the things that it cares about. We don't have the right to uh, rule anything. They used to say, "Look, you do what you want in Houston, but this is the state of Texas, and we'll do what we do here. And you can live in Houston, and everybody else can live anywhere else in the state that they want." Now their message is, "Look, if you don't like it in Houston, you can move out of the state." Uh, little by little, they're going to do everything that they can to essentially just push us off into the Gulf of Mexico if they had their way. So we're not we're we're not here to stay. So those are the that's the main issue. That's that's really what we're focusing on is that. Houstonians have the right to home rule. We're not going to be pushed around by Greg Abbott. We're not going to be pushed around by our thuggish criminal attorney general. We're not going to be pushed around by Dan Patrick and his hate filled radio station over on I 10. Uh, and we're, we're not putting up with this. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's what we're focused on now. Um, but hey, for anybody that's curious about whether or not the la- the library school libraries have been turned into prisons, um, I got two words for you. Google it. Uh, because you can find it, and you will find it. Uh, it's, it's also worth noting that the superintendent has no idea what librarians do in public schools. He's not even uh, certified. He doesn't have the foggiest clue. He's not even certified. He's not qualified for his own job. I uh, guarantee the yes. man hasn't read a book in years. So I, you know, I, we've got people who are anti-book running education at this point in our own city. Uh, and if they want to come down here and, and, and run things, and Greg Abbott is okay with that, but people here are not okay with that, and they're not going to put up with it. So it's going to be pushback in the city of Houston. And, uh, and if that's, you know, if, if you'll, you'll see it. You'll see it not just as the ballot box, but you're going to, you will see uh, eventually disruption if this continues. You can't just push people around and take away their rights.
0: You know, I think and and that's why it's great. I'm glad that you chimed in today. And in fact, let me just tell you, this is also going to be played on your interview is also going to be played on KPFT tomorrow, because a lot of Houstonians need to hear about what's going on in our school system, what's going on in the, the takeover, the attempted takeover of Harris County. I was very upset that our politicians look, I love I love the progressive politicians that we have out there in Austin, but I wanted them to come to to Houston and force the people in Houston, even as we know we didn't have the numbers in the state legislature, to come out on the streets, to come and say, no, we don't accept it. You may pass the laws because we're gerrymandered, but we won't accept this. And going forward, we'll make sure that you're not reelected. And I think a lot of that work has to be done by Indivisible Houston and many of the other organizations in, in town to make sure that these guys are completely and entirely voted out in the next election. If, if, if what Ohio shows us is that we can build coalitions, including coalitions with with uh, uh, purported uh, Republicans, conservatives, etc., that in effect understand that what these guys are doing is more than just. Uh, trying to move us into a conservative direction, but actually trying to move us into a plutocratic direction, as you stated with the board in the school board that uh, that got taken over, and the administration, the school district that got taken over. What is occurring right now is a plutocratic control of our school district. They want to, uh, they want to uh, not, not only they want to privatize it, they want to make sure they can control the curriculum, they want to turn it into a cash cow. For private companies, and and in doing so, they have brought in a whole lot of people that know very little about education. And you and you forcing us to point that out, uh, uh, Senor Cohen, president of uh, of uh, uh, Indivisible Houston. It's so important that you've done that for us. I want to thank you for doing that.
2: Thank you, Alberto. Thanks for being a member of the Free and Independent Press.
0: Absolutely. So anyway, give give a little plug for um for your uh for the organization, please.
2: Sure, Indivisible Houston is a a group of thousands of democracy advocates across Houston and Harris County and stand up on local issues, uh, particularly, as I mentioned before, focused on making sure that home rule is protected here in Harris County. Uh, We've seen the disgusting lies that have come out uh, from right-wing groups, particularly well-funded right-wing groups who often grab their funding from West Texas billionaires as opposed to local Houstonians, uh, surrounding everything from our elections to our schools. And we're not here to stand for it. We're here to stand for individual rights for Houstonians. We're here to stand up for the social safety net that will continue to keep our city strong uh, moving forward. If you want to learn more information, go to IndivisibleHouston.org. That's Indivisible like one nation, Indivisible Houston, like the fourth largest city in the United States and the beautiful city that we, love, we live in, .org.
0: Thank you so kindly for calling in. Uh, Daniel, it's always a pleasure to, and an honor to speak to you, brother. You take care, all right?
2: You too, brother. Thank you.
0: All right. Anyway, Robert Davenport, thank you so kindly for your super chat. And folks, follow uh, brother Davenport. He says, gerrymandering republic clowns are hell bent on destroying American democracy. Register and vote if you're eligible, then vote for Democrats. And the reason, look, uh, when you have a Joe Scarborough saying, he's telling all his Republican friends, this, our democracy is at stake a vote for anyone other than a Democrat in this current time. This is a time where you have to forget about your ideology and think about your country. And thinking about your country means what? It means voting for those who truly believe in democracy, not the fascists that's out there, not those that that have been convinced by bad people, by the Trumps of the world what's going on here. I mean, it may sound partisan. It is specific in this instant partisan, but it's very important. Thank you very much, Robert Davenport, again, for your super chat. Like I tell everybody, we cannot exist with independent media. We cannot get guys like uh, Daniel Cohen to continue to do the work that Daniel Cohen is doing with Indivisible Houston and many other uh, very, uh, I can can name you others that I've interviewed here. El Señor Aquino, uh, who... uh, is out there fighting the the good fight against Senator Cornyn every day. Neil Aquino here in Houston. We have a lot of great activists out here doing a whole lot of work. We have Bruce Pollard, who along with his uh, well his wife, uh, who he helps. I don't want to take anything away from Susan. Now, uh, working with gun, uh, not uh, what is the word that I'm supposed to use, Bruce? I I always screw up when I use it. Gun something. I'm not going to use the word until you type it in. But anyway, we have a lot of great activists out here in Houston and around the country that are doing the necessary work to make sure we can maintain our democracy. It is imperative. It is important. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, I tell you what, I'm running out of time. So let me go ahead and play a- a- another one real quickly. I want to play Jason on uh, on Republicans not voting their interest. Jason. Uh, points out something very important. While a lot of Republicans voted in Ohio to make sure that the fascists did not control the uh, the, the Constitution, because that's, make no mistake, a gerrymandered state would then allow only laws that they want pass-passed with that 60% majority, meaning nothing could be changed. They will pass laws. When people try to get a constitutional uh, amendment to override their, their non-democracy, what would have happened then is it would have been overturned. Check out what uh, J- Dr. Jason Johnson had to say, and we'll take it on the other side.
3: In the few minutes you'd get with them, part of what they'd say is, this party has just become too extreme. It's too extreme. That was the line that I heard over and over again, that it might not be about any one specific issue, but that in the aggregate, what they felt was that the Republican Party had become unrecognizable to them. So as we watch what is going to happen tonight in Ohio, we care because we care about the people of Ohio, but there are bigger messages and lessons that we can extrapolate out as we look forward to 2024.
4: Well, it, look, this is the lesson that we learned in 2016, right? The, the famous 52% or 50 plus percent of white women who, who didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, right? And it's like, but these same women then turned around and said, hey, we want abortion rights protected. But then you got Donald Trump. We have large numbers of people in this country who keep voting against their own interest. And they answer every poll and they say, hey, voting, you know, abortion rights are important to me. But they keep voting for Republicans, Okay, this is the person who's like, hey, I'm really trying to I'm really trying to get in shape. But every time you see them, they're at McDonald's. You don't really care about getting in shape if you keep spending your money at McDonald's. You don't really care about abortion rights if you keep voting for legislators and governors and senators and, and states attorneys and everybody else like that who make it very clear. From the very beginning, they're gonna snatch your rights away. So even though this is going to be a victory in Ohio, and we've seen these victories in other places, it is, it's not even, it's not a real victory. It's a it's a Pyrrhic victory. Because the voters who are supporting this are gonna go right back to the polls and vote for those same Republicans until those people recognize that the Republicans aren't just extreme on particular issues, but they have devolved into a cult that does not want women to have any agency, that does not want poor people and black people and brown people to be able to vote. And Until that group of people recognize it, until that 85 percent of independents are like, wait a minute, the Republicans do this all the time. We're going to see issues like this happening over and over again. That's what frustrates me about this, Nicole, because as great as it's going to be that this bill gets shot down, a lot of these same people are going to vote GOP the next time they can.
0: And that is where the work of Daniel Cohen with Indivisible Houston and other groups out there. That is where we have to engage our brothers and sisters on the right. We have to make that we have to continue the fight. You can't give up on that. You have to keep trying. That's the only option. The only option is to get all the people who think appropriately out to vote and to start working on changing minds. Now, Johnson had another very important one. This is about Tuberville, right? Senator Tuberville would have you believe that yes, the Republican party believe in national security. Yes, 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 but when it comes to social a woman's body because we want control of a woman's body, we would put in the, we would we will take control of that hey bridge MCP. Thank you so kindly for that super chat. she says, I think most Republicans who vote against their interests are the same who don't uh, look at voting records because when the Republicans vote no, but it passes, they walk around taking credit. Very good point. But anyhow, going back to Jason Johnson, Jason Johnson, thank you so kindly for that super chat. Uh, Breach MCP. Uh, It it, it makes sure that we can do what we need to do. Uh, Jason Johnson then points out what Tuberville, Senator Tuberville of Ohio, really represents. Check this out, then we'll take it on the other side.
3: And Jezebel summed up Tuberville's hold so well that I want to get your take. Quote: Because military members do not choose their own postings, many of which are the states hostile to abortion access, the Pentagon in February began to offer paid time off and travel reimbursement for service members and their dependents who need abortions. Hubberville, a former college football coach who has no expertise in the military or reproductive health, who has no skin in the game other than being a run-of-the-mill anti-abortion right-winger, decided to take a stand. And now, more than 300 military promotions have been held up because of him. I saw your gesture as I was reading that. Tell me what you think.
4: <laughs> this is terrible. I keep telling people this is legislative terrorism. Okay? This guy... Tupperville, one senator is endangering the national security of our country and our allies. For ideological reasons, he is putting people in positions where they can die, not just the people who won't have access to health care, but our military services around the world that don't just defend our people, but defend our allies are now in danger because of one person. And it's not just one person as far as Tupperville and his particular ideology. It is the entire Republican organization, because if this actually mattered to them, if they cared about this country, if they cared about our safety, then every other word out of Mitch McConnell's mouth would be. And by the way, Tommy Tuberville, get, you know, get off the chair. You got to do something here. You're harming all of us. Then Ted Cruz would be saying something. Then Josh Hawley, But none of them are saying anything because they don't really care about America. So it's disappointing. I hope the Democrats see this as an opportunity, not just for campaign purposes, but to talk about possibly changing some of the rules and how the Senate operates because he's endangering the country for an organization that is no longer committed to national security.
0: And Jason Johnson nails it. We need to actually, I mean, I'm talking about progressives, Democrats, etc. They need to point out that these this guy, along with his cohort, single-handedly, they are putting the, the the safety of the entire country at risk. The safety of the entire country of risk. Great job, Jason Johnson. We gotta keep up that pressure out there. Let's see. uh, Daniel Cohen says a Houston Chronicle examination of election data found that while there were problems and technical glitches, there remains no evidence voters were systematically disenfranchised, nor is there any evidence the election day issues prompted people not to vote in numbers great enough to change the outcome of any of the races being contested. And you know what? Uh, Mattress Max should be held accountable Actually funding some of this stuff, uh, it really because he is dependent on the, the the monies from all over Houston, from people of every ideology, every party, and him immersing himself into this fraud uh, speaks quite a bit about him. That needs to change. Daniel Quinn also says elections deniers don't like it when facts show that their people didn't win, so they cry and whine like sore losers until they can ever throw over until they can overthrow duly elected official. It won't happen. They won't get it done. Anyway, folks, please remember um, we my newsletter now uh, uh, has all of my books are going to be printed now on my Substack where I print my newsletter. The newsletter that folks get the Substack newsletter that goes out every morning called Egberto off the record that goes out every morning at 5 a.m. All of my books in the eventually are going to be on Substack. We have two of them right near. It's worth it, how to, uh, make, how to talk to your right-wing relative friends and neighbors. And just this week, I placed my newest book on that. It's called Tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean Man. Racism didn't stop my smile hope, or journey forward. So anybody who subscribed to my newsletter, anybody who subscribed to my newsletter have access to all of my books. And I just posted the link on the chat. It is politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter, politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Please sign up. uh, Please become a paid subscriber of, of it. It's like purchasing a coffee a month for Politics Done Right, a coffee a month for Politics Done Right, and you help me continue to do this work. Again, go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter, and please get a paid subscription. You'll have access to all of my books. And uh, again, I've got the It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relative Friends and Neighbors on there right now, as well as Uh, tribulations of an Afro-Latino Caribbean man. Racism didn't stop my smile. And uh, so please check it out. Please subscribe. That is how we can get this stuff done. A few pennies from everybody here and there, and we can continue to do this. I am still working on all those 40, actually no, it's up to 50 interviews that I did in Chicago for Netroots Nation. I think we've played about 12 or 15 of them already. And I'm still working on, on, on getting them together, subject dependent on subject, etc., as well as tying in some new interviews that I'm doing. So we're getting the work done. We're getting the message out because we must. Today we got an impromptu Daniel Cohen on from Indivisible Houston. Every time I can get that brother on, I want Daniel Cohen on because he's one of the best speakers I know who knows the material, who knows exactly where we're going Anyway, it's time to get out of here. Please remember, go to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Please subscribe to the newsletter. The subscription rate is very, very inexpensive, like purchasing a coffee for Politics Done Right a month. That is such a good deal. And again, you get books and whatever we print, we're going to be putting it out there. And we'll also have good, later on, we'll figure out other things to kind of tell you thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyhow, uh, my name is Egberto Willie's, this is politics done right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out-